seeking once more the, the Lord's help to grant me the, the ability to speak to you. I'd like you to turn in your Bibles to the chapter that we read together, Colossians chapter 3, and the text you'll find in verse 15. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to the which also ye are called in one body, and be ye thankful. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to the which also ye are called in one body, and be ye thankful. As you are all aware, we are gathered here today to give thanks uh, to the Lord for his kindness to us as a nation in uh, allowing us to gather in another harvest. We know the farmers are back out in the fields uh, ploughing and planting again in the hope that in the coming year they will also reap another harvest. And so the cycle continues of sowing and reaping. We have gathered together a, a company of small people, uh, a small company of people, gathered together to to return thanks unto God for what He has done. There are many thousands of people who have no concern for the harvest. They benefit from it. They do not fully appreciate uh, what takes place and the effort uh, which uh, goes into planting and, uh, and uh, protecting and harvesting the harvest. But they do not appreciate either the covenant that God made or the promise that God has made that all the time this earth remains, he will continue providing those times and those seasons. He will continue uh, uh, enabling that seed to fall into the ground and die and uh, enabling it to spring forth and bring forth much fruit. People do not realise how dependent they are upon their creator, upon God, uh, for enabling that cycle to continue. They continue on their lives without a care in the world without a glance up into heaven, without a stirring of thankfulness to God uh, whatsoever in their lives. And it's really only the people of God who are, who are able to stop and to consider for a moment uh, the, the, the effect of that promise God gave to Noah. It's only the, true, the, the people of God who are able to stop for a moment at the end of the harvest and gather together under his word and return thanks to God. It's only those with a changed heart, with eyes that see and ears that hear, those that have been brought into a relationship with God, who are able to truly comprehend the, the great love in which he has bestowed upon a nation once more, that grace which he has bestowed upon a nation. We do not deserve the least of his mercies. We do not deserve 
uh, all that he bountifully gives to us as a nation. And it's only the people of God who can truly stop for a moment and consider the grace of God that he has enabled uh, that harvest to come about and to return thanks to God for what he has done. In our text, it says, let the peace of God rule in your hearts. To the which also ye are called in one body. We know true peace can only be given by God. We know that we live in a, uh, in, in a turmoil world. Many things are, are tossing and to- uh, turning. Many things are, are difficult. Uh, but the Bible says that the believer is able to have peace within their heart. That the peace of God may rule within their hearts. That there is no conflict. The relationship between them and God has been, has been settled, has been reunited with, through the Lord Jesus Christ. And they are called into one body. We know that by nature we have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And we are separate, separated from God and separated from his church. Separated from the sheepfold of the Lord Jesus Christ. Separated from the body Of the Lord Jesus Christ. And through the work of the Spirit. Bringing. uh, Bringing enlightenment. Bringing a knowledge. uh, To a knowledge of sin. There is a a gathering in. Through repentance and faith in Christ. There is a gathering in. uh, To the body of the Lord Jesus Christ. Both Jew and Gentile. There is that. uh, Gathering in. Into one body. And be ye thankful so I wanted to look really at who is being addressed here who is being spoken to the Bible tells us itself that all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine for reproof, for correction for instruction in righteousness that the man of God may be perfect thoroughly furnished unto all good works And so the word of God has been given to all people. That they may know God, that they may know the Lord Jesus Christ, that they may read about the historical uh, deliverances and accounts that God dealt with in the Old Testament and the wonderful gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ and his life upon earth in in the New Testament and the letters to the churches and the prophecies regarding uh, the, uh, the coming times. There are certain passages that are written to specific people. And here, in this letter to the Colossians, he is writing to the people of God. Those who have been born again by by the Spirit. Those whose eyes have been opened and hearts softened to the sound of the Gospel. In chapter 1 he calls them the saints, to the saints and faithful brethren. In Christ, which are at Colossae. Grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. We give thanks to God and our Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you. 
And so he acknowledges that the letter is written to the saints. And he acknowledges that, uh, that he gives thanks to God for them. That they had heard the gospel and that God had opened their hearts. They had received the gospel. They had believed in the gospel. And that they had been brought in to the, the, the body of Christ. To the, the church of the living God. And he gives thanks to God for that. For them. In verse 12 also he says. Giving thanks unto the Father. Which has made us meet to be partakers or suitable to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, who has delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son. And here he includes himself in there. Not only is he thankful for them, but is also thankful uh, for, uh, to God, who has brought them together, brought us, made us partakers of the inheritance in the light. They have been brought from darkness into light. In chapter 2, he goes again. Verse 6. As ye have therefore received Christ the Lord, so walk ye in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith, as ye have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. With thanksgiving. Rooted and built up in the Lord Jesus Christ. Grounded in him. Built up in him. Established. Made unmovable uh, in him. Abounding therein with thanksgiving. And you see again chapter 1. Thanksgiving, thanksgiving. In chapter 2. Thanksgiving. That the people of God have so much to be thankful uh, for. <coughs> And in our, in our text there is that, and be ye thankful, in verse 17. And whatsoever ye do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. In chapter 4 and verse 2 it says, continue in prayer and watch in the same with thanksgiving. And so it's addressed, he's addressing believers and he's seeking to, to bring to their mind the many things in which they have to be thankful for. That they are in Christ Jesus. That they have been brought out of darkness and they are now in the light. They've been brought into unity with the Lord Jesus Christ. They've been brought into one body, uh, or the body of the Lord Jesus Christ. They've been taken from darkness and they have been brought into the light. They, have to, they are rooted and built up in Christ Jesus. They're established in the faith. And they're to abound in thanksgiving uh, with the Lord Jesus Christ. And it's only believers who can grasp uh, th this true concept of thankfulness having had their eyes opened to the one who is the source of all giving who gives all the source of all true blessing by nature the bible tells us we are unthankful 
anyone who has had any dealings with children will know that it's very difficult to get children to say thank you. It is something that has to be taught. You say, say thank you. Are you thankful for that? Well, you should be thankful for that. And by our nature, we take everything for granted. We believe that we deserve everything that is given to us and therefore we refuse to say thank you for it. The Bible tells us that after the times of the Lord Jesus Christ in 2 Timothy chapter 3, that perilous times will come. Men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce-breakers, false accusers, incontinent or unable to restrain uh, evil, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure, more than lovers of God. And so as we see time uh, coming on from the death and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, the ascension of the Lord Jesus Christ, we, we, we know that these things are going to become worse and worse and worse. Disobedient to parents, unthankful and unholy. And so by our nature, we're unthankful, especially in, 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 in that relationship uh, to being thankful to God. Jesus tells us in the Gospel according to Luke, uh, on the summary of the Sermon uh, on the Mount, he tells us there, in, in verse 35, But love your enemies and do good, and lend, hoping for nothing again, and your reward shall be great, and ye shall be the children of the highest, for he is kind unto the unthankful and to the evil. You think of how many millions of pounds is cast into the earth every single year. As the farmers, as they set aside their seed and put it into the ground, it's money. They've either brought it or, or preserved it. And it's cast into the ground. There they leave it and they wait. And they wait for the goodness of God to enable that, that seed to germinate and to come up out of the ground and to, uh, and to multiply. I wonder how many turn around and give thanks to God for that process. I fertilised at the right time. I, I, time. I harvested at the right time. I was lucky. How many of them turn around and say that they're four years ago? Uh, we know that there were many Christian farmers. Many of the chapels are in, in rural areas. And no doubt in those days there was great rejoicing at the gathering in of the harvest. A great thankfulness to God for his mercy and kindness to them. They knew that it was God's blessing and God's mercy. But God still provides for them. 
he still provides. Sometimes in life you may hear people say, I'm thankful. It was a nicer day, I'm thankful. But their thanks is not directed anywhere. It is just a a blanket statement that they are thankful that their day has not been destroyed or disrupted by the weather. Or they may say we're thankful that we had a nice journey. Or we were lucky that we missed the traffic. Uh, We were lucky that it didn't rain uh, on that day. And so their thanks is not directed to God. It is just directed as a blanket statement. When I was younger, my grandparents always used to say to me, if you are thankful, then you must say thankful to the person, as it were, like, I'm thankful, thank you, Grandma, or thank you, Grandad, or thank you, Mum. It's not just thanks. It is acknowledging the one to whom you are thankful to. And by our nature, we are unthankful. If you think of a blind person, if a blind person was to be given a present, and they didn't know where it had come from, there was a group of people in front of them, and they received something in their hands, they would not be able to direct their thanks to a particular person. They would just say, thank you. And it would be undirected. And that's how many people are. They are thankful, but their direction of their thanks is just broad. It is vast. It is like they're thankful to to Mother Nature for not allowing it to, to rain. But they use all a manner of, of schemes and words so that they will never acknowledge that they are thankful to God for his mercy and and help. But conversion takes away the blindness. Conversion takes away the hardness of heart. Conversion takes away the, uh, the, the blindness and the deafness And brings a a love to God which was not there before. And it's only then the Lord's people. That are able to truly acknowledge the Lord's goodness and mercy to them. You see if you receive something and you are truly thankful for it. It is often. Because. You do not feel that you deserve the thing that you have been given. If you look at your life and you see a time when you've been very thankful for something, it is either that you were in desperation for it or that the thing came from somebody that you you loved. And you understood that that person had been through a lot to give you what you 
what, what you have received. And therefore with that knowledge, that stirs up an emotion of, of thankfulness to that person. And so it is with the believer, with the Christian, having had their eyes opened and they see their own sin. And as they see the, the greatness and the mercy of God, as God the, the provider, it stirs up a thankfulness. When we look at our nation and we see how, how sinful this nation of ours is and we understand that we do not deserve the least of the Lord's mercies. It is only then that we can truly acknowledge that God is good. It is only then that we can truly have, have thankful hearts for having received something so great which we do not deserve. And so he says, and be ye thankful. You see, if the unbeliever lives his life in an unthankful state, if he can only say thanks for material things, if he can only say thanks to those people uh, that he can see, and so the life is lived in a, an unthankful condition, then once the eyes have been opened, and once one is enabled to see the Lord Jesus Christ, then surely that changes. There is no longer living in unthankfulness, but it is living in thankfulness. It is living a life full of thanks, having daily received goodness and grace from the Lord. The more you learn about God, the more you learn about yourself, the more that creates a, a feeling of thankfulness. See, if a little child comes up to you and they've drawn you a, a picture. And you look at the picture and you, you, you can't even make out what it is. It's just scribbles and maybe some circles and some squares. And they give it to you. You're thankful for it. Maybe even you are, you are touched by what they have done. Not because of the value of the gift that you have received, but because you understand what has taken place within the heart of that child. Because you have seen some, something beautiful in the gesture that has been done, that that child has acknowledged you and seen you worthy of their, of their gift. It makes you thankful. It makes you full of, of thanks. For what they have done. And how much greater then. If we can be thankful for a small picture. 
how much greater then, how much bigger the response should be for the gift that God gave to his people. The gift of his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, whom he sent into this world to die for sinners. That the knowledge of what, of what God has done in Christ should stir up within the heart of the believer, a daily uh, banner, a daily character of thankfulness. He tells us, giving thanks unto the Father, which has made us suitable partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, who has delivered us. And that's what Christ has done. He has delivered his people from the darkness and brought them into fellowship and union uh, with himself and, and God. And as one walks through the Christian life. And continues reading and meditating upon the word of God. And you, you see more and more of what God has done in Christ. And the great benefits that have been bestowed upon his people in Christ Jesus. It, the response to that. Is thankfulness. Thankfulness. Four times or five times in this he speaks of that thankfulness. Thankfulness directed to God. Thankfulness to the Father. Abounding with thanks. Be ye thankful, be ye full of thanks. As it were a A lifestyle of thankfulness to God and returning thanks to God in prayer for his great benefits and love which he has bestowed upon his people. We turn to Luke 17. There the Lord Jesus Christ, he heals some lepers. There were ten the Bible says he entered into a certain village. There met with him ten men that were lepers, which stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go, show yourselves to the priests. And it came to pass as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God. And fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. And so he, he returns thanks to the Lord Jesus Christ for the healing that had taken place in his life. But the other nine disappeared. The other nine did not return thanks to the Lord Jesus. But this man, something stirred within his heart that caused him to turn around and to return to the one who had, who had helped him and delivered him and to return that thanks to him, that appreciation for what had taken place, that acknowledgement that he did not deserve what had taken place and he fell down at his feet and worshipped him. And Jesus says, were there not ten cleansed? Where? Are the nine. 
at the beginning of Luke also. We have the song of Mary, the mother of the Lord Jesus Christ. Chapter 1 and verse 46. In response to what had taken place, as Elizabeth, John the Baptist, wept, uh, leapt in the womb of, of Elizabeth. Mary begins to sing and said, My soul does magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Saviour, for he has regarded the lower state of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath done great things, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him from generation to generation. He has showed strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud and the imagination of their hearts. He has put down the mighty from their seats and exalted them of low degree. He has filled the hungry with good things and the rich he has sent empty away. He has holpen his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy. He spake to our fathers as he spake to our fathers Abraham and to his seed for ever. And so Mary sings in response to the goodness of God. She returns thanks to God for his mercy and his kindness and his care, that he has done great things uh, for her and for Israel, and holy uh, is his name. And so today we have gathered together to give thanks to, for the harvest, for what God has done. How many of us, no doubt we are not farmers, we go to Tesco's or Aldi or Lidl or Waitrose and we go and we buy the things that we have need of. And we sit around the meal tables. We say our grace for what we are about to receive. May the Lord make us truly thankful. And so it is a response to what we have received. We were not farming the land but we have worked. We have earned money and such like and we've gone and we've bought the things that we have need and we look at it as the provision of God and we seek to return thanks for his mercy and that thankfulness is directed not to ourselves not to our mother or our father but beyond that it is directed to God who is the creator and sustainer and provider of all things that he has remained faithful to his covenant that he made with Noah and to provide for the world while this world remains. I wonder what would happen. Would we still come here next year if the harvest failed? If the farmers went to harvest and there was nothing we went into our fridges and there was nothing. We looked in our banks and we saw we only had one pound or two pounds there. Would we still give thanks to God? You see, it's very easy, isn't it, to return thanks to God when you have a, a plate full, when you have a field full, uh, when you have a bank 
full. But when all of those things are, are removed, all of those things are taken away, like those people in Israel and Gaza and, uh, and Ukraine are having everything uh, blitzed out of their lives and taken away from them. It's not quite so easy, is it, to give thanks. But the Bible tells us that we are to give thanks to God even in times of difficulty, even in times of hardship, because the greater gift is there. You see, if we are one of the Lord's people, if we are one of Christ's, and we have received him as the gift of God into our lives, no matter what else is taken away, there remains the Lord Jesus Christ. If our homes are stripped bare, if our banks are emptied, if our, our stockpiles are diminished, the people of God still have the Lord Jesus Christ. The people of God still have something to be thankful for, for they have received the greatest gift that ever there was. Sometimes at Christmas, you children, you receive gifts, and some of them uh, you're really pleased with. And some of them maybe you're not quite so pleased with. And your, your mum says to you, you know, you must be thankful for that. Try and be thankful for that. You must say thank you to so and so for what they have given to you. But not with the gift of the Lord Jesus Christ. You don't have to be reminded to say thank you to God for the gift of the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the banner that sits over his people. The banner over you is love. And we follow him, we walk with him. And no matter if everything is stripped away, Christ remains in the life of his people. Giving thanks unto the Father, which has made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, who has delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son, that truth never changes. Once we are in Christ Jesus, that is fixed. We are held in the Father's hands and that truth can never change. It even if everything is wiped away, the believer loses nothing because they are safe in Christ. And so it is only them who can have truly thankful hearts all of the time. Because they are found in Christ. The harvest may fail, yet Christ remains. The water may run out, yet Christ remains. Storms may come, but Christ remains. Sickness may come, but Christ remains. Death may come and will come, but Christ remains. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to the which also ye are called in one body, and be ye thankful. May the Lord add his blessing. Amen.